Sexual violence is a major global health concern and it has been recognized as a public health issue by human rights entities as well as by international organizations such as the World Health Organization. Victims of sexual violence need to receive comprehensive health care services to help them deal with what would have happened to them. However, many victims and survivors delay seeking healthy care after experiencing sexual violence, which puts them at risk of contracting sexual transmitted infections or even getting pregnant in the case of girls. While patients around the world are failing to access medical care because of the pandemic, victims of child sexual violence have it worse. Uh, today, I am going to be joined by Dr. Mervyn Benge and Nurse Bridget, who are going to talk about the dangers of not receiving medical treatment after experiencing social assault. Dr. Benge, Marvin, uh, you work at Parinya Group of Hospitals in Zimbabwe. I am a um, specialist obs- obstetrician and gynecologist, um, also working in the family support unit, which is um, basically what is termed um, adult uh, rape clinic. All right, my name is Bridget Njohu, a registered general nurse in the baby district hospital. And with COVID-19, how have you been managing to cope during this period uh, in your industry? Um, Obviously, the issues that have affected um, everyone worldwide, Zimbabwe has not been spared, especially our health sector, uh, vis-a-vis the fact that we were already um, a country under distress. As you might have heard, we have uh, we had, had uh, a prolonged industrial action by the health workers that started, I think, in September of 2019. So when COVID hit us, I think the first case in March 2020, we actually in a, in a bad shape. We were strained thin on the ground without uh, many of our cadres in terms of doctors and specialists that were on industrial action. So, yeah, it hit us really bad and uh, we have been under stress. Uh, but I have um, good to say, I think mid-June 2020, um, the government reached a settlement or some agreement with the health workers and then cadres started coming back to work. But then there were still issues to do with uh, personal protective equipment, functioning of hospitals. So, yeah, but we are we, we are getting there. Things are, are looking bright. Today, uh, I invited you to talk about uh, sexual exploitation of children. Um, this is because during the pandemic, there has been a rise in uh, increased uh sexual violation, be it of women, children, or even men. So today, to start off our discussion, uh, my first question for you, what are the risks of not reporting and seeking medical care for victims of sexual abuse? Yes, uh, thank you for that. I think it it is very important, an important subject to actually discuss 
And um, yes, I, I know you are limiting yourself to, to, to sexual abuse, but for us, we usually term it um, intimate partner violence. The reason why we term it intimate partner violence is when we are talking about adults whom we deal with most of the time, especially as gynecologists, you will find out that um, these are acts that are perpetrated on uh, of victims by a person that they know. It could be a spouse most of the time or someone whom they have had um, some relationship with. That's why we term it intimate partner violence. But then when it comes to, to, to children, yes, there has been an increase, um, but however, uh, statistics are hard to come by. Uh, as you know, uh, as things stand. But however, <clears throat> having said so, this is a common challenge uh, that we have noted. And um, yes, so there are many things that can happen, right? That stem from the individual, societal and everything. But one of the things that has been noted actually that has brought the issue of sexual violence and um, domestic violence is to do with fatal out outcomes. That is, there have been an increase in terms of homicides Right, that have been noted, people killing each other over text messages, people killing each other because they've been caught cheating and, and, and all those things. Right? So those things come as a result of, 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 of violence. Uh, then sexual violence can also lead to injuries in women. We experience intimate partner violence and they also report um, some injuries that they have noted. Then it can also lead to gynecological problems like um, issues of sexually transmitted infections. If people are forced um, into unwanted sexual uh, acts, then there is increased risk of HIV. Um, then you also note that these people uh, or these women as they grow up, right? Their life is no longer the same, right? So they also have sexual dysfunction as they grow up and all those things that um, are associated with that. And psychologically, the women are under stress. There's increased risk of depression, increased risk of post-traumatic um, stress disorders and all those things. So it's, 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 it's something that affects an individual uh, as well as uh, as society, because you also realize that even the children that stay in a house where there's been issues of sexual violence or domestic violence, they themselves are at increased risk of becoming perpetrators later on in life. There's increased risk of um, um, abuse of drugs, uh, alcohol abuse, and all the things that come with it. Uh, as medical practitioners, what are your main concerns when dealing with children who have been sexually abused? Uh, usually we are worried about uh, the sexually transmitted infections such as HIV being the top. We've got other sexually transmitted infections such as syphilis, gonorrhea, hepatitis B, as well as the, the human papilloma virus in the girls or women child, which can later on manifest to cervical cancer. And then the other thing that we are mainly concerned about is the, that the, the victims can be also psychologically affected, uh, whereby later on they can face such challenges as um, concentration at school, challenges in making friends, challenges such as trust issues, 
some can even manifest into aggression and depression, whereby with depression, when it manifests further, we tend to have uh, some people having suicidal thoughts. So the earlier and the victim of sexual harassment doesn't get the, the things like cancelling, they sometimes uh, manifest into aggression. Why? Because they will be, they will be experiencing um, things as uh, trust issues. Uh, they will have up some anger, you see. So at the end of the day, those things manifest into what aggression and then even depression manifesting into what suicidal thoughts. And then we also have uh, challenges such as uh, concentrating at school, whereby we have, sometimes we have uh, the child performing dismally at school due to lack of counseling afterward. And most of the times, uh, those teams uh, of alone and they don't have friends, thereby progressing into, what, into depression. And then I was also emphasizing on. Uh, sexually transmitted infections such as uh, HIV and then um, syphilis, of which with syphilis it can lie uh, latent for, for some time, then it manifests later on in the years, thereby causing serious health problems. And then we also have uh, hepatitis B as well as uh, hepatitis and then, uh, sorry, hepatitis B, as well as the HPV, the human papilloma virus, uh, which usually manifests into cervical cancer in girl child, in the girl child. So if these things are not reported and one doesn't seek medical care or counseling, they tend to have uh, a, they tend to manifest later in life is a disease or a psychological problem? Uh, during the pandemic, uh, I've uh, since learned that uh, some of the family members are being uh, the perpetrators of uh, sexual violence or even uh, not reporting sexual violence. So when uh, victims approach you, and uh, they don't want to tell you that they've been sexually violated, but you can see the signs uh, of uh, sexual violence. Uh, how do you deal with such cases? Uh, in such a case, uh, um, with the victims of sexual abuse, it's always wise uh, to have a, a tactic or just have uh, some steps that you follow to change the case. You, you don't just uh, call the police in, into the into the case. First of all, just create a friendly environment with with the patient, and then go through some counseling session with the patient, and then from there maybe you can highlight what are the the, the, the disadvantages of not reporting such cases to the police or not disclosing that they've been sexually violated. For example, just tell your patient about the, the dangers of having one 
being raped or, or sexually harassed repeatedly by the same person if they, they do not uh, disclose that they've been violated. And then they say the, the patient has been sexually violated, as in sexual intercourse was involved, highlight uh, even to the patient about the, the diseases that they are most likely to incur, such as HIV, unwanted pregnancies, HPV in young women. So, so it's always wise to approach, to have an approach that will make them want to go through all the way uh, in reporting the, the case to the police and other sister organizations that are involved in sexual harassment. In such cases, usually what we see is usually maybe the parent or the guardian like to protect whoever uh, committed the crime because of being whoever raped the person or committed the sexual assault being the breadwinner or someone prominent in the society. The issue to do with an increase during the pandemic is um, it's actually true. But however, remember, even before the pandemic, what the cases that are reported are just a tip of the iceberg. Most cases of sexual violence, intimate partner violence, child abuse actually go unreported. But however, statistics have been done worldwide and even in, here in Zimbabwe. I think if you look at the Zimbabwe National Statistics Survey that was done in 2019, it tells you that about 39% uh, or 40% of women that were interviewed right, actually uh, had some episode of um, sexual uh, or some episode of violence against them. They were violated somehow after the age of 15. It was looking after women who were after the age of 15. And uh, of these women, actually 10% alluded to having um, experienced uh, sexual uh, violence. Right? And then if, even if you go to the World Health Organization, worldwide, they estimate that one in every three women has actually had um, uh, some form of um, violence uh, perpetrated against them. So this is actually um, something that is, that is there. So um, having said that, there are different things that can be done. Ideally, it is the duty of the health worker when we see these patients, they have to be treated holistically. So every woman who presents, right, has to be, if their condition managed, but also assess the psychological status and the mental status of any woman. So the presentation actually differs. It differs in the sense that if it is a child, usually children present in the company of their um, guardian, Right. So some of the things that actually raise eyebrows or that show that things are not well is when you have a female uh, patient who presents in the company of, let's say, a male somebody. And when you're asking this person who is supposed to be answering questions on their own, this one is always interrupting them, is the one who is always proffering the answers to your questions, especially if they present in a gynecological unit with some form of um, problem of the genital area or from um, their, 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 their sexual organ 
it always gets us it gets us worried. And um, sometimes we actually ask the male partners or anyone else to actually go outside so that we can have a private moment with 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 these with these um, uh, individuals. And being a male guy, sometimes it's difficult for other people to actually open up. So when you then identify that this is a case, uh, there's something that is happening that is untoward. We usually also call in our um, our good uh, nurses who are trained in terms of counseling and also to probe a bit further in a more friendly environment. When it comes to the elderly women, these ones are a bit of a problem because sometimes they make a decision not to tell you so they can concord their own story about what actually happened. So most of the time, you it might actually go unnoticed, right? That's one of the things that 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 happens, and also some cases are actually linked to women who have um, abortions, miscarriages, right? And then these are uh, are criminally terminated, right? Because as you know, here in Zimbabwe, termination of a pregnancy is actually illegal, right? Unless if it's due to incest or the mother's life is at risk or the baby will not be able to survive. Those are the main conditions where you can actually terminate the pregnancy lawfully. So that then becomes a problem. Then also in women, um, just violence on its own, they present with some injuries in some areas, right? Women can present with a bruised eye, right? Um, pale, some bruises on their breasts, on their chest, on their buttocks. In those areas where it's not common, then you realize there's been some form of violence that has actually been occurring to these women. So, but it's quite a tricky and difficult um, area to trade, especially if the victim, um, most of the time they blame themselves and they are not willing to open up. I just noticed that you were talking about women. What about men? Are they not equally affected? So culturally, the men are affected, but uh, our society is not open to, to, to that kind of um, uh, acceptance that men can actually be, 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 be violated. So we are brought up in a society where men have to be macho all the time. From a young age, you are told to brave it up and to face your anything that happens. So some men are beaten up, things do happen, right? You only hear it in the radios or when things are actually worse or someone has committed suicide or when someone actually confides in a friend. But when they confide in their friend, this friend, the only way you hear about it is when they are actually laughing, saying that uh, he is actually a victim. He is being beaten at home. That's why he talks too much at work or something like that. And um, they are sadly rising cases of um, abuse against boys, young boys. Um, I, I think the most famous one is the one that is occurring. I think that was in the press of one uh, prominent footballer who is being accused of um, sodomizing an 18-year-old at a soccer academy. So these are things that are beginning to crop up, up or that have maybe gone unreported because if you read the case, you find out that this has been ongoing for more than a year. It was only noted when the young men developed um, hemorrhoids and then told his, 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 his uncle. I've also witnessed um, a couple of 
young male babies. I think the youngest was about two years, was sodomized. The oldest couple that I have witnessed was um, a 76-year-old uh, grandpa who was coming from a beer drinking binge and then passed through a shortcut via a cemetery going back home. He was then hijacked by two young males who sodomized him the whole night and released him the following morning. So yeah, these things do happen. They are happening. So our society chooses not to report or it's uh, considered unmanly. You should have fought back. It's wrong somehow. somehow. Well, it's a sad uh, situation, but these are the things that we need to raise awareness about. So in relation to child sexual uh, violence, uh, do you have like a form of training for as as medical practitioners on how to deal with the victims of sexual violence? So that's a good question. Our, um, I think our, our, our country has tried together with the Ministry of Health to move towards um, trying to make it easy for victims of sexual abuse or sexual violence to be assisted uh, speedily and um, in a safe manner so as to prevent them from getting uh, the complications that we talked about, especially uh, sexually transmitted infections and HIV. So what usually happens is if one is a victim, right? Uh, there are different channels where they can enter into the health system. The first one is someone gets abused and then they go and report to the police, right? It is the duty of the police officer um, to immediately take that person to the nearest health facility. And it's not just any health facility. There are facilities where we have what are called family support clinics, right, which, are, uh, which have nurses, right, health personnel that are trained and counselors that are trained in terms of dealing with victims of um, uh, violence. So we also have um, um, general practitioners who are trained right, to deal with victims of uh, sexual abuse. Because I remember the most important period also for collecting evidence is when the episodes have occurred and everything is still fresh. So during the process of treating, you also have what is called a rape kit where you collect um, egg uh, samples, nail clippings. You also collect any fluid, if it is sperm, the pens, the clothes and everything to try and secure those as, 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 as evidence so that you facilitate um, uh, prostitution. Then there is a standard form that was adopted. Uh, the standard form is meant to be filled by the health personnel. It is a section where you talk to the patient, record the details of the patient. You also record um, the history of the patient, what the patient remembers, what she's willing uh, to talk about. Because sometimes they actually open up to their health worker because they need help. And then you have a section where you fill in the documents, um, the details of the um, arresting officer or the officer who is in charge of the case. And then there is a section where there's a standardized way of uh, recording any injuries that have been noted or anything that has been noted on this uh, on the on the survivor. We call them survivor actually, not victims, because we believe that these are people who will champion the cause and we have already uh, 
uh, achieved some form of victory, right? So the survivors, you record uh, any injuries that have occurred to them, you look at their genitals, uh, you also see whether there's any evidence of penetration, any bruising, any damage, uh, those are the things that you, you record in the standardized form. And this is done for any victim of, um, of violence, any survivor. Um, this information is collected. The reason why this is collected is because you have patients who are brought in by police, so they need that as form of evidence uh, later on to prosecute. Then you have victims that present on their own. Someone may just walk in as a walk-in patient and um, present um, their case, right? And when you talk to this individual, at times they are not yet ready to report the issue or talk about it to the police. So we just file that information because it becomes sort of like a legal document and we keep it in the, in the file. Then you also have individuals that come in um, reporting uh, wanting help after having been held uh, after having been cancelled, then they would want to report their issue to the police. So that affidavit is then passed on to the prosecuting authority to um, take action. Is it safe to uh, to tell our listeners that uh, uh, the stigmatization that the society uh, has towards uh, sexual violence? is not there at the hospital. The nurses are friendly, the doctors are friendly, they can assist you and uh, don't be scared. You have to speak up. They are, they have confidence in you in, and they believe that it happened because usually in society, uh, especially when it's children, adults tend not to believe them. They think they are lying. They think uh, they don't know what they're speaking about. So I feel like uh, maybe we need to have some campaigns that uh, raise awareness, uh, that teach adults, that also teach children that uh, sexual violence is not something to be ashamed of. So the, the most important thing is... Um, I, I, I do understand for us to say, um, tell them that the hospitals are open and um, there are workers that are there to deal with them and everything. But um, honestly speaking, there's a burden that is on the health worker as individuals because dealing with some of these cases, you know, is something that has weighed on my mind over a period of a long time. But the most important thing that we, we need to realize is our definition of sexual violence. Right? So we don't have to talk about sexual violence when it is the act of having sexual intercourse with an unwilling um, uh, partner or unwilling someone, right? It stretches beyond that, right? Even an attempt to obtain a sexual act is defined as sexual violence, right? Unwanted sexual comments or advances are actually sexual violence. Even someone showing someone images of pornographic uh, material on a combi or on a bus going home, that is actually uh, sexual violence. So it is very important for people to realize that sexual violence occurs in all those forms. That's the first thing. The second thing is it's not limited 
to a certain setting, right? We say that is more common at homes or wherever because we are talking about the actual act. But then when we are talking about these other forms that I have talked about, you will find out that it's prominent even at, um, at, at colleges where you have sex for grades, right? It's common at colleges where at, at employment agencies where women have to give something in order for you to get something, right? All those things, it's sexual violence because there is some form of cohesion for you to get the sex without someone being a willingly, freely, willingly, um, a, someone who is willing to do it, right? So that's one thing that we need. So when we are talking to society and these individuals, even our, ch our children, right, from a young age, it should be taught to them that it's not normal for someone to comment about their legs because they start people start by appreciating your, your toes, your legs, then things start going up, you know, because little by little people are testing the waters. So the moment that someone comments on your body structure and you are not happy, that is sexual harassment. And you have to report it, right? Because the only challenge that with this thing is it keeps on progressing. Right? It keeps on progressing. So it's like someone comments on your body, then you're like, ah, smiling, smiling. Then the next thing, commenting on your boobs. And then, you know, it's like they feel like you're not, you know how it is. So I think that is what is very important. Fine, if it is okayed to someone, it is good for society to know that the hospitals, the healthcare workers, as well as the police are there to assist them. But it is our duty is a society to realize that NIP, the STD is in the bad. Thank you for pointing out that part about sexual violence, because usually it's understood as um, the act itself, and we tend to turn a blind eye on these other aspects of sexual violence. Do you have other organizations that you are working with so yeah, there are a lot of organizations that are that are there. You have um, um, many organizations that are willing to 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 partner in terms of supporting uh, material wise, in terms of supporting by counseling, in terms of uh, supporting by human resource, because you understand that this is um, an area that is sensitive. Right, and um, it requires also specialized individuals because you can scar someone for life depending on how you actually handle uh, these cases. So there are linkages that are there, right, with NGOs, like I've said, Family Support Trust is actually a public-private partnership. Then you have the ARC. Then you also have um, issues to do with um, Musasa, Right, you also have um, Girl Child Network and all those organizations, and also Safe Shelter Zimbabwe, and all those. These are organizations where you need to have a holistic approach to how you deal with a woman who has been a, a victim or a survivor of just violence. Right, for instance, someone comes to you and then they have been uh, violated if it was the act that was raped, that orchid, that person would need antibiotics, that person would need um, uh, antiretroviral prophylaxis, 
right? That person, if they come in maybe two months down the line, three months down the line, and this egg kid with no protection, no condoms, they will actually also require you to have an ultrasound scan done, right? So all these things will require some form of funding. So we do have um, donors that come in and, 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 and chip in. Then, like I said, you do need counselors, dedicated professional one is to one counseling rather than group counseling because the situations are unique, right, for each and every individual. So you need that. You also need nurses. Then you need follow up of these patients. You need psychologists, right? Sometimes you actually need psychiatrists as well. Then, in terms also of investigations, it's not any police officer who can actually investigate a case of. Uh, sexual abuse. They need specially trained individuals to deal with these cases. Then you also have issues to do with collection of um, evidence. It's not like collecting any other form of evidence because remember you're dealing with biological uh, things that can degrade, get lost, get contaminated, and then you lose an opportunity to actually catch someone. So you need specialized equipment and so, yeah, we do have partners that have come in. Um, they have done their part. We still need more. So if there's anything that you think the medical system should uh, improve uh, in relation to sexual survivors, what is it? Um, I think in terms of um, support, just just support, you know, any form of support would be would be welcome. Um, we can talk about a lot of things because as a country, we are undergoing our own challenges. COVID has brought in challenges. Uh, everything has been stretched. But there is no excuse because health is a human right. Right? Worst you for someone who has been taken care of, advantage of uh, by someone in society. So any form of assistance in any form is welcome in terms of um, getting our our workers to get uh, more educated in terms of sexual and reproductive health that would go a long way right um, imparting the skill imparting the knowledge that would um, go a long way because we don't have most of that right in our country like diplomas in sexual and reproductive health or masters in sexual and, and reproductive health uh training wise equipment wise consumables and, and and everything but we are coping with what is available doing our best to do the best that we can under the current circumstances and yeah that's what i can say uh what i think is the Maybe we can have uh, more training programs for, for for the members of staff, both in the medical side and the psychological side. And then uh, maybe we can have more awarenesses at schools pertaining sexual harassment. And then we we also give information to the to the public. Well, how they can access medical uh, assistance as well as uh, where and where and when to report such instances. Uh, you find that uh, these cases are rep reported within about 72 hours, but maybe someone will come later or 
uh, the public should be made aware of where and when to report such cases. I think uh, if we report earlier, a lot can be prevented. We can prevent long-term, of which some I've mentioned in, uh, in earlier in the session, such as uh, unwanted pregnancies and STIs and some psychological problems. So the awareness being let's report cases earlier, most likely within 72 hours, whereby people can be initiated early into uh, into the treatment, such as uh, those who need uh, morning after pills to prevent unwanted pregnancies, antibiotics for STIs, as well as the uh, early counseling in the for both the sexually harassed uh, minor and the parents. If you have been sexually violated, I advise you to visit one of the family support clinics closer to you. They are trained personnel who are ready to assist you, even if you are not ready to report the incident. They are still going to provide you with medical assistance. And to the rest of the community, let us work together to end child sexual abuse. Don't forget to reject, resist, and report child sexual violence.